0: The power of the gospel is to use the language of the people at their day and time. It's To use the, the language to cross over all kinds of barriers, generational language, people of all different backgrounds to celebrate the power of the risen Christ. And this day, we, we join with brothers and sisters in the ways that We gather to worship God, but we join with them across the world and across the ages to celebrate the greatest truth of all time, that Jesus is risen. Now, what we'll we'll see as we look at the passage in Matthew um, 28, just a a moment, is we'll we'll see, though, a variety of responses. Matter of fact, we'll, we'll see polar opposite responses. Uh, and I was thinking about you know such a tremendous, earth-shattering kind of uh, event as the resurrection. What are other kind of experiences that we have that that bring about, that cause within us a polar opposite kind of responses? You know that, that bring about um, uh, both a, a happy and, and sad kind of responses. I, I think at weddings, at, at marriage. It may be that in my case, I was overjoyed and I was running to the front of the church as fast as I could. I was the one that said, "What's the what's the shortest period of engagement that your mom will let us have?" That's what I want. (laughs) Whereas you ask my wife, we've been married now what twenty seven years this year, and she'll say she was wondering how do I run from the front. So there was, there was joy and terror presence in the couple right there. And maybe the same was happening with you. Maybe the same was in you. Or maybe at the birth of a child. You know, it's like, oh, celebration, celebration. No, what do I do now? Or you know, we're at the season where students are hearing from colleges or they're, they're hearing about job offers. You know, and they, they run and, and they excited. They visit colleges you know, and they interview for jobs and they want it and they want it. And then they get the information. And now, now what do I do? Can I, can, I, can I go away to school? Which school do I choose? Look at the job. Do I take this job? Will I be able to do it? All of a sudden, joy turns to terror. And in the same moment, you know, there's joy and terror riding a roller coaster you get on all happy and then all of a sudden you're strapped in and a thing starts to leave you hear the clink 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 and you're like what have I done <laughs> well, well the resurrection is that kind of transition with fear and joy I mean, we even demonstrated that in our, our sermon series. The series before, the series of Lent, was called Rest. You know, got rest. And now, this next Sunday, we're going to start a series about being brave. The resurrection leads to rest, and it leads to bravery. It leads to resting in Christ, and it leads to living in Him. Passages in Matthew chapter 28, verse 1 through 10. It's found on page 811 in your pew Bible. Or you can follow along on the screen. Or you can follow along on whatever device you have your scripture in that you want to, to read. Um, and let's capture the emotion and the whiplash, in a sense, of that event of the fear and the terror. Let's pray together. Gracious God. We ask that You would, Your Spirit, Your living Word would indeed be alive in us as we hear Your Word and as we live it. Lord, we don't want to just be told the story again and experience it and be um, uh, feel the emotion of it. We, we want Your Spirit to so lead us and change us so that we live according to the power of the resurrection. Even in the midst of all that we might face. Lord, we, we need your spirit to speak to us in this time. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Matthew chapter 28 starting with verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning. Oh, you know what? Let's stand and read the scriptures. I'm sorry. Get. Too excited myself. This is something that the church throughout history and throughout the world has done. To stand to read uh, the scriptures. And, and uh, somebody asked uh, me recently, to say, can we stand? And, and, and they, they said, you know, it will just help me pay more attention to the word. I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he has been raised as he said, come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has been raised from the dead and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message to you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Fear and joy, you know, they they don't usually go together. But you know, this is not a usual day. Resurrections don't usually happen either. And we then are called to not be a usual people, we are called to be an unusual people because we are people of an unusual event. Usually when people are dead and they've been laid down in a tomb for three days, they stay that way. But the reality of that power is to be what's true and lived in my life, in your life, in our lives together. So, so if you, you think that the church is to be a place, you know, that sort of promotes the status quo, you know, it's a place that helps make our life easier and a little simpler and smoother, I'm sorry, you got it wrong. That's not what people of the resurrection are about. If you think, well, this is just a nice way to sort of add a little divine pixie dust, a little extra blessing on my life, sorry. That's not why Jesus came to die. Just to help make our lives a little easier. He came to die to gather a people to Himself and send them out on mission in an unusual way, in a powerful way, in a way that lives according to the power of the resurrection. To live into what is good and right and beautiful and true according to the ways of heaven, not according to the ways of the world. I mean, it's a... a, turbulent intersection here it is a, it is a, a junction of explosive results where the ways of God meet the ways of of humans where the what, what is of heaven meets the way of the world. And, and that's the, the power of the resurrection. And so it is turbulent at the resurrection. I mean, things are going everywhere. People are always confused. I mean, if even, even the gospel writers give very different perspectives on the resurrection. The common point is that Jesus is risen. But because it's so turbulent of an event that brings fear and joy at the same time. It is almost chaotic. Because of the crash of this intersection together that brings fear and joy. I mean, what what is time-bound meets what is forever in in this event. And and so it's, it's that kind of turbulence, it's that kind of explosion that is to be the reality of the people who follow the risen one. That's why it brings fear. I think it's scary to say all fear is gone. Because fear can be really comfortable. Fear can make me just want to survive, you know, just sort of live my life, just sort of make it through. I mean, the fact that the resurrection is true means we no longer have anybody else to blame. When we're following after Jesus. That's why it's scary. It means that God's power is real in our lives. And that there is nothing greater than the power of God in our lives. Nothing. Not even death. That means the possibilities are endless. That, that means responsibility is ours to live into that fullness. I think that's really scary. Don't you? I mean, you? You see why maybe they're scared? They're like, whoa, wait a minute. If this is true, if Jesus rose from the dead, then what really is impossible? The possibilities are endless. That that means, if this is really true, and I believe it's really true, if you had a video camera there, you would have seen Jesus rise from the dead. You would have seen Him die. He was dead. His brain waves had stopped. His heart had stopped beating. His blood had stopped flowing. Rigor mortis was setting in. And then He was resurrected in, in the power of God. If that's really true, the possibility that that God can bring life out of death, then that means God can do that in you, in me, and in us. He can bring life out of our death. Matter of fact, if the resurrection is really true, then we're a fool We are fools to live for anything else than Jesus. Because everything else dies. If the resurrection is really true, then we're fools to live for our own dream or to live for the American dream. We're fools to live for anybody's dream but God and God alone because in Him is the power of life even out of death. See, I think it can be really comfortable to just resign ourselves to live in fear. Maybe not a high-level fear, but a low-grade fear that just sort of keeps us comfortable in mediocrity, in survival, in maintaining certain balances in our checking account, keeping things nice and healthy, and just sort of making it through. Just saying, oh, we're an old church. Our glory days have passed us by. Friends, that's a denial of the power of the resurrection. Oh, I'm just an old man and an old woman long gone by. Pick your age. I'm just a middle-aged man and woman long too tired. Oh, I'm just a young man, young woman, don't know anything. I'm I'm not going to... I can't make an impact in the world. Friends, that is a denial of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If indeed you are following Him and He is living in you. If Jesus was raised from the dead, then what truly is impossible? In Him. Oh, I'm just going to maintain my marriage. Just sort of ho-hum it till I die. So I'll see Jesus face to face. Oh, I'm just going to mail in, just phone in my work. I'm just going to do it just to survive, make it through. Friends, that's a denial of the power of the resurrection. And why it's so scary that the resurrection is true. Because that means God really brings change. Real change. That he brings life out of death. He brings meaning and purpose out of what is boring or lost. And that gives to us a sense of responsibility. Of bravery. That's why the the series ahead. How do we live into that bravery? Knowing that Jesus is risen from the dead and that he lives in us and he empowers us to live according to the power of and the ways of his kingdom. Yeah, it's scary. That's hard. Just ask Jesus as he's hanging on the cross. Just ask Jesus as he was sweating blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yeah, the power of the resurrection is scary. There, there is fear there because the power of God is greater than death itself. And means he's alive in us to empower us to live according to the ways of the kingdom. That's why when he showed up, almost every time in his resurrection form, his resurrected body, he would say, don't be afraid. Because he realized the fear that this junction, that this intersection of the eternal and the temporal would bring in us. He realized how that gave us unlimited possibilities in him. He realized how that brought responsibility to us to live in that power. How he's calling us now to be brave. But note, they don't just live in the fear. They also are overcome with abundant joy. And they're, they're overcome with joy for the same reason. That God has the power of life. To follow God means we live with Him forever. What we do in the power of the Spirit, in alignment with God's plans, with God's purposes, it has eternal impact. It changes the world through God's power in us as we live in the bravery of the power of the resurrection. That neither death, nor the devil, nor my own human selfishness and arrogance can stop the work of God. As I and as we submit to His power. Everything else dies and is gone. But that which is done in Jesus lives forever. So, so what does that mean then for us as a church? As we enter into this Brave series, here's what I, I put a challenge to you. I put a challenge to every one of you to participate fully to, in the Brave series. Some of so you don't even know what I'm talking about, but you will. We'll have a handout at the end of the service. But it's this uh, sermon series that starts next Sunday. And we're doing it with the, the churches around the city be 50,000, 60,000 people participating in this. Now, what's really neat about it is there's no um, written material on paper. It's all electronic. It's on your computer or it's on your smartphone or tablets or the computer at, uh, your, um, at the library, wherever you can get online. Now, for some of you, you just said, oh, I'm out. Are you denying the resurrection? (laughs) Can the power of the resurrection even enable you to connect with the language of the day and the language of the world? Or are you going to just, in your own fear, just settle? And not participate in the ways that God is communicating in the native language of those children that were just up here? Here's the deal: If you don't know how to do it, ask one of them. Oh, will that be great? I mean, they'll be the ones showing you how to do it, and you're talking about Jesus in their native language. You got children, you got grandchildren, you got children here in the church. Children, ask them to help you. What a great opportunity to be a witness right there. You're then in spiritual conversations with those that are younger than you, and they're the experts. Do you believe in the power of the resurrection? I mean, it's not just some high and lofty idea that we get to celebrate when we die. It's something that's real today in real common ways that's going to cause fear. It's going to lead you out of your comfort zones if you're following after Jesus. So I challenge you. I challenge, here's my challenge. I want you to pray that, that that God would give you a sign not to do it if God doesn't want you to do it. <laughs> and and if God gives you a sign not to do it, who am I to get in the way of God uh, leading you to do that? But you pray, God. Do you show if I'm not supposed to do this then show me not to do it to participate in this? And, and it's sort of funny, but I'm actually I'm being serious. Really do engage. I mean, Because what will happen is a number of you, you, you just won't engage at all. You won't even pray that. And, and I, what I'm saying is you're missing out. We're missing out. Because we believe the resurrection is true and, and it, it, ta- it, it makes everything possible. But the problem is we don't take the first step because we just get stuck in the fear or the complacency of doing things the way we've always done them or the way they're comfortable for us And that is not what resurrection is about. If there's anything you capture here, resurrection is not comfortable. It's why we we want to be a church where we're saying we, we want to be a church without walls. We want to tear down the walls because we believe resurrection is true. We're going to tear down the we want to serve the world. We want to be missional, like Jesus is missional, meaning we're on a mission. We want to love our neighbors across the, the sea. And in the second service, what we're going to hear is just one of those stories. That you, if you were here last Sunday, you read about it with the, the Den family. who were refugees from Vietnam. And folks from this, this church, they, they surrounded them. They cared for them. They opened their home to them. I mean, they, 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 they lived in the power of the resurrection and said, Sure, I'll take a Vietnamese family in my home. Sure, I know exactly what to do and yeah, where they'll sleep and how they'll eat and how we can love them, how we can serve them. But it's because we're on a mission. We're not about being comfortable. We're not about having our house nice and neat and clean. It's about the house getting dirty on a mission for Jesus. And so today they'll be back and to say thank you and to tell us of how God blessed and used and multiplied that, that family. And the mission team now, you might want to be praying about this. Praying maybe that the phone lines would go dead. Because they're talking to people in Syria now. They're they're talking to people in Iraq. Saying, you know, are there there ways that we can do that today? Where we can be be on mission. We can be missional for for Christ and, and care for our brothers and sisters who've been run out of their homes. We want the, the walls uh, to fall down uh, among ourselves. We, we want to connect in Jesus, you know, no matter our differences. We want to be a multicultural community. Now there you go. That's really comfortable, isn't it? Yeah, We're, we're so crazy that this, this Wednesday night we're going to continue our talk where we listen to one another and we talk to each other about race because we do race so well in the United States, don't we? Hadn't the last year or two just shown how far we've come? And in a way, yes. But it's also shown how far we've got to go. And we're people who believe in the resurrection. So, so we enter into that which, is, that which causes fear because we believe in the power of life, that God brings life out of death. And we want to be a witness to the world of how God brings people together, no matter of their economic background, their racial background, no matter what church denomination they're a part of, or no church denomination, no matter what we believe Jesus brings folks together to those who are committed to Him, who believe in His resurrection power. So, so we want to be on a mission, and we're ready to, be, to look like heaven, to be a multicultural group who are united in Him. That's resurrection power. And we want to celebrate Jesus, no matter our circumstances. We, we want to be a multiplying church. Now that's crazy, isn't it? In a day when the, the church continues to decline in, in numbers, that we're saying, no, we want to be multiplying. And that, again, pushes us out of our comfort zone because resurrection does that. And we know that we're witnesses wherever we go to Jesus and we're prepared and we're learning to be prepared and ready to have spiritual conversations with folks to point them to Jesus just like Jesus has impacted us. We want Jesus to impact them and so we're ready to multiply in that way to share Him with others and that's going to get really scary and really messy because then more people will come and participate and they'll bring their own ways that they bathe and their own ways that they worship and their own questions that they have and they'll mess up our lives. But resurrection is not about being comfortable. Resurrection is having fear and joy. And so when we see this, when we see God tear down the walls, when we see we're on a mission and that God brings back to us the results of that mission, years later, we rejoice. When we get together, I mean, we're a community of people who get together and we talk about race together in a way that's healthy. In a way that we all grow together. And we celebrate that. And when we come together, you know, the, the next several months, we're going to have a baptism almost every Sunday in, in the next eight weeks. And we celebrate that, that, we are, that God has so engaged with us in the power of the resurrection that people are coming to Christ. You'd be, most, well, all these baptisms are youth in the church of their own accord in their own Bible studies. You know, I think it's time for me to be baptized. Or another who was watching a television program about the the, the reality of the birth of Jesus. They said, wow, this is really true. I need to be baptized. We'll hear those. We'll celebrate. We'll rejoice in the power of the resurrection that teenagers will be coming and saying, I'm ready to follow Jesus. It's a resurrection power that brings fear and abundant joy. So if you, <clears throat> if you just want to keep living sort of a nice, safe life, you want to just sort of live, avoid the fear and avoid the joy, then you may not want to come here anymore. Because I'm just going to keep talking about this. Because the Bible does. And Jesus does. If you want a church that's just sort of going to sit and sort of float and sort of go along and sort of maintain and just sort of survive, you may want to find another church. I mean, I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay. It makes me look good the more people that are here, and I'm, I'm all about that. But I'm just, I'm just for you, you know I mean? It's just going to make me uncomfortable. Actually, I hope you stay and that you change and that the Spirit gets a hold of you. See, I'm not about maintaining anymore. I'm just about making it through. I'm about living in the power of the resurrection, even though that brings fear and abundant joy. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the resurrection isn't just a nice story. It's not just a nice morality play or a way to say, hey, this is a, a nice way to live. It is true. It is a real power That God wants to live in us for His glory, for the proclamation of His power and grace to the world. And we don't want to run from that fear to just survive or maintain. We want to live into the powerful joy of the resurrection. To learn and grow to be brave in Him to live into the unstoppable power of the resurrection from the dead that is in Christ Jesus. It's not just a day to celebrate. It's a way to live.